Good morning, my fantastic fanatics. This is your man, Dr. Usher. And today I'm going to focus this podcast on those who are single and are called to be in the ministry. So if you are a single person and you're called to be in the ministry, you're a leader in the ministry and you're single and you're looking to get married one day, this podcast is for you. So let me start off by saying this. The biggest trap that you as a minister, whether you're male or female, the biggest trap that you'll fall into being a single ministry leader or someone who's desiring leadership or moving into ministry or full-time ministry, the biggest trap you're going to fall into is the trap of availability. What do I mean by that? You're going to be single for a long time. You're going to meet a lot of people and there's going to be a lot of people that you're going to meet that you think you are compatible with and you realize that you're not compatible with. Now, when you're younger, you know, you'll meet a lot of people and you feel like you got time and you'll just go throughout your life and just serve God and do ministry work. As you get older, you subconsciously start thinking, well, I'm running out of time. I need to really hone in on finding who my mate is. And so what will end up happening especially if you're in your 20s and 30s, what will end up happening is that you'll start working ministry events and you'll meet people who are participating in a ministry event and they seem to have a good zeal and a good passion for ministry and they may even feel called to that ministry at that moment And you might be attracted to that person because they got that passion, they got that fire, they got that zeal. And you'd be like, okay, this guy or this gal, they're they're really going to be compatible. They got the call of God and I'm just going to go for it. And I'm going to tell you at that moment, no, hold on. And here's why. People who are participating in ministry will often get that zeal because it's novel to them. It's a new thing. They're excited. They have that passion. They got their zeal. And because they can do that particular job at that particular moment, they feel that they can do that job for the rest of their lives. And yes, I'm called to do this. I'm going to do this forever and ever and ever and ever. ever. Amen. But what tends to happen is that those people, if they move into the ministry and they realize how tough it is after about a year or two or three, they'll just fall away because it's not really what they wanted to do. It's like, okay, it's too hard, or I just don't really feel it like I used to, and they'll just fade away. So here's my advice to you who are listening. If you've been in ministry for one, two, three, four, five years, whatever, however old you are, however old you've been in the ministry, if you've been in a ministry for X number of years, the person that you should marry should have the same amount of time in ministry leadership experience as you. I'm not going to fake it because see a lot of people go to church. So you might be like, I'm a ministry leader. She's a church going girl. So I'm, and she's been in church all her life, but has she been in leadership? See, it's different than marriage. See, listen, marrying someone who's been in leadership is different from someone who's just been a regular congregant because a congregant doesn't know 
the toil that ministry takes upon one's life and upon one's emotional uh, stability and or well-being and upon the finances. They only see what's being shown to them. So normally when those type of people go behind the scenes and they see how dirty things are and they see how stressful things are and they see how convoluted and confusing things can be, they tend to get discouraged or bitter and they tend to resist wanting to be in ministry. See where I'm going with this? And a person who's been in ministry, let's say they led children's church, they've led youth group, they've led the homeless ministry, you know, they've been in some capacity of leadership over the years. They know how dirty ministry can get. So that's why I would encourage you as a single person to marry a man or a woman who has the same amount of time in ministry leadership experience as you. Because if you don't, you're setting yourself up for future long-term failure. What do I mean by that? Future long-term failure is this. You can marry this person and everything will be hunky-dory and cool for one year, two years, maybe three years. But the moment crap hits the fan and hardships come, that person who does not have that call upon their life will make your life a living hell because they don't have the faith to sustain you, themselves, or their family through that hardship. It takes a special woman or a special man of God to carry their spouse through a downturn like that. Not everybody's called to do that. And you need to analyze yourself. If you think you're, if you're single right now and you're really not in the leadership position or you're newly in the leadership position and you think you got it all like that, I need you to examine yourself. Do a self-inventory, self-examinate yourself and ask yourself if everything goes kaput, money's gone, everybody hates you, hate mail's coming, the worst case scenario gets kicked out of a church. Okay, that's pretty damning in itself, right? Are you the type of person they can see past the drama and pray your spouse through that horrific event and maintain a spirit of faith, hope, and love and kindness. Kindness. Are you that type of person that can do that? Because if you are, then maybe you are ready to take that next step and marry that person who's called in the ministry. But if you're not, Move along. Let it go. Be man or woman enough to look at the man of God who's got that call on his life and you see that call on his life. Be man and woman or woman enough and strong enough to say, hey, you know what? I know that you got the call of God in your life and I'm just going to honestly be real with you. I'm just not called to be that type of wife or I'm not called to be that type of husband. And man or woman of God who's the leader you got to be strong enough to accept that, that that person is not going to be the one that's going to help you through when you go through your hard times. Because let me tell you, going through those hard times, you're going to need a woman or a man of God that's going to grab you by the hand, rub your back and tell you constantly, you're going to be okay. We're going to be okay. We're going to work through this together. When the devil's actually beating on that spouse at the same time. It's like, you got to clean the chicken 
and take care of the baby at the same time. It takes a special person to do that. Not everybody can do that. You know, you got to fight the demon and cure the wound at the same time. And all hell is coming against your family. You got kids going everywhere. You know, it's total chaos. And you got to learn how to maintain that person who's called into ministry. Got to maintain him spiritually, emotionally, and otherwise, and maintain your family. Now, look, I got some great examples of men and women of God who have spouses like this. I got a few of them that I personally know. I would love to mention their names here on this podcast, but you don't even know who these people are, so why should I mention their names, right? (laughs) But I can tell you, I know very few, well, I know a lot, but out of the total sum of people in the world, these type of people are few and far between. And it's important for you to understand if you are seeking marriage because you're tired of being single, it's better to marry than to burn. I'm going to encourage you to just seek God and just pray. Seek God and pray right now that God will allow you to be partnered with someone who will be compatible with your call and your ministry. Now, ministry changes and evolves over the years, and that's fine. But the general thing is called to being a leader. You have Leaders have to marry leaders, period. Don't go any other way. Because if not, you'll end up, eventually the end thing will happen to you is divorce. Because the battle will be too hard to fight. Either you'll give in or your spouse will give in. And you don't want to be down there. Because it normally takes 10 to 20 years for that to manifest. Now imagine, would you rather wait just a few more years to find the right spouse to marry who's called to be in leadership and understands marriage within a leadership? Or do you want to go through 20 years of hell just for everything to fall apart at the end? So I'm encouraging you today who are listening to this podcast, reevaluate yourselves. If you're with that partner right now and you guys are listening to this together, and I know it's going to hurt. I know I know that feeling. It, it hurts when you realize, oh man, this person's not the one. Oh man, I'm not that person that can handle that type of marriage. You know, when you're young and in your 20s, you think you can kick butt and take names and oh, I can do it. I can do it. Okay, if you're saying right now, I can do it, you're not that person. You're not the person that should marry that leader, that man that's in leadership. Well, why are you saying that? Why are you saying that, Dr. Usher? You know, I, I said I can do it. What scares me at the moment when you're saying that is your confidence. You're, you're raising up within yourself the ability to fight. But let me ask you a question. What happens when you have no more fight left in you? What happens when you can't muster up the strength to make that one last strive of, ah, I'm going to fight? What happens? You're drained. You're tired. You're worn out. What happens then? You know what happens then? You become bitter. You become tired. You become exhausted. 
and you leave. And before you leave, you make everybody's lives a living hell. I'm just being real. That's how it goes down all the time, 100% of the time. I'm not going to sugarcoat this message because too many people are getting divorced today. Too many leaders are getting divorced because they married people who were not called to be married to leadership. Period. And let me tell you one other thing. And I remember I mentioned this to a young lady when I was serving in a missions field in Mexico. A young lady had gotten married at a young age, went to Bible college, and you know she met this her first husband in Bible college. They thought they had the same calling of God and all this stuff. And I'm going to warn you guys who are in Bible college, you better listen up. If you come from a family that has a legacy of ministry, you better not marry anyone that does not have a legacy of ministry. You're what I would consider a legacy child or a legacy ministry leader. A legacy ministry leader is someone who has a parent or uncles and aunties, direct relatives who've been in the ministry and you've served in the ministry under them. You are a legacy. Legacies marry legacies. If you are a legacy and you marry a non-legacy, you are setting yourself up for disaster. You better not ever marry a legacy. If you're in Bible college right now and you see Mr. Hot Detroit and he's preaching the word of God and he's doing really good and you're like, oh, Jesus, he's the man or she's the woman. Before you fall head over heels, you better ask him, hey, how long you been saved? Has he been saved longer than you? If not, take a step back. The next question you should ask him, hey, um, tell me what type of family you come from. Is your dad a minister? Is your mom a minister? Do you come, come from a family of ministries or ministers? If they say, no, I'm the first one, guess what you need to do, chick? Or dude, walk away. I know, right? Dang, Dr. Usher, you're being tough, man. God dog it, man. I ain't gonna never get married. I ain't gonna never find nobody. Yes, you will. Man, there's a lot of ministers and ministry leaders out there. Look, I served in the ministry field for over 20, 20 something years. And I and I continue to serve in the ministry. And I can promise you, young lady, there are godly men out there who are intentionally, number one, they're virgins and they're waiting for their wives. And dude, if you're out there, I know a ton of women who are virgins and waiting for their husbands. Don't let the devil trick you into product availability. And if you haven't heard about my product availability story, it's on this podcast. So just go look through one of my podcasts and find a story about product availability. And don't fall for that. There's going to be someone out there that's compatible with you and you don't have to settle for what's around you. Just be patient or get your butt out there and go seek and find or get out there and just make yourself known, period. Make yourself known. And you'll eventually run into them. You know, you won't run into them sitting on your butt on the Instagram and TikTok and doing all that junk all day. You got to get out there and get busy. Now, if you're doing ministry on Instagram, TikTok, and all the social media platforms, that's a different thing. But um, odds are, you know, I guess with this generation, you guys will find that person on through social media. But again, the same rules still apply. How long you been in ministry? Have they been in ministry as long as you? Have they been doing ministry as long as you? Do they come from a family of ministers? 
And if they haven't, I don't care how good they preach. You better step back. Step back. Okay, I, 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 I just feel I just feel that you know God has put this person in my life. Okay, then don't rush into marriage. Date for three years. Why do you say three years? Because, dude, listen up, man. A woman can put up a front for two to three years, and then after that third year, her true self will show. That's why I tell young couples, date for three years. Well, I just feel like we should get married now. Let me tell you something. Dating is just like marriage, just without sex. So if you can't get along together while you're dating, when you get married and after the sex is over, you're going to be that person that you're dating. And that person is going to be that person that you were dating. Because remember, you're not having sex every minute of the day. You're going to have to live your daily lives. And so that's why dating long term is important because it gives you chance to see the real person. And, and I'm saying this for men and women. I know I poked on the guys with the women, but women, it's the same thing with the guys. A guy can't keep up a front for more than a year. I'm telling you, ladies, if you are a legacy ministry leader and you're dating a guy who's called of God, let him be in the ministry. Be his boyfriend or girlfriend. Be, I'm sorry, be a boyfriend or girlfriend. Be his girlfriend for a year or two and watch his conduct and don't ignore the red flags. Oh my gosh. I'm scared to give you this advice because ladies, I know you will ignore the red flags. You'll see character issues and you won't say anything. You'll see something that doesn't line up with the word of God or with your call and it'll just rub your spirit the wrong way and you won't say anything. You'll say, oh, it'll just work out. It'll be fine. No, it won't. I'm telling you, it won't. Once you see that red flag, it's not going to change. It'll be covered up. It'll be hidden. You'll have grace to overlook it, but it will not go away. Those red flags are red for a reason. Red flags never change to white or green or any other color. A red flag is a red flag for a reason because red flags don't change. And so let's say you're hell bent on wanting to marry this guy. Well, fine. You being a ministry leader, you're going to be frustrated by the fact that his passion over time is going to wane and yours is going to increase. What are you going to do? Well, why are you always in church, woman? Why are you always trying to serve God? Why you always got Bible studies? Why can't we just go out like a normal couple? Oh, man, after a while, I'm telling you, after 20 years of marriage, you're going to see, oh, my God, I've never noticed that until your brain matured and you recognize 20 years later that, oh, man, did I mess up. And so the goal right now is, ladies and gentlemen, I got to keep you from making that mistake. And I think I'm the only minister in the world that's telling you the truth like this. So if you've heard this message, you need to share this with everyone you know that's 17 to 30 to 40 years old so they don't get caught up in this trap. And I'm promising you, if you just do what I ask you to do, or at least consider it, it'll save you heartache down the road. Okay, everybody? This is Dr. Usher saying, hey, do as much good as you can while you can. The best thing you can do right now is don't rush into marriage. Marry someone that's in the ministry just like you that has the same legacy, the same time, the same maturity level, and just do things the right way. Don't be in a rush to destroy yourselves.
Because if you marry the wrong person, it'll close a lot of doors for you. It'll hurt you. And I'm telling you, it can be even a suicidal thing where you don't feel like you're even worth, it's not even worth living anymore. And that's a horrible place to be. I deal with couples like that all the time. And you don't want to be that way. You don't want to end up like that. So if anything I've said has been a blessing to you, reach out to me on drusher.com or the social medias, Dr. Usher, D-O-C-T-O-R-U-S-H-E-R. Or if you got my number, you can find it on one of the websites. I'm always available for counseling, for talking, video chatting, whatever you want. I'm always available. So with that being said, God bless and I'll see y'all later.